0: Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports. Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Lauren
1: Koval. Well, that was an offensive showing until it wasn't. What's going on everybody? Tyler Drake alongside Lauren Colville for another edition of Cardinals Corner after the Arizona Cardinals have fallen 21 to 16 to the Houston Texans in Week 11 and a lot of missed opportunities in this one really really uh yeah really on both sides of the football if we really wanted to break it down a lot of miscues mistakes on each half each side of the halves what was your I guess where do you want to start first Lauren
0: let's start with what I think everybody will want to listen to first which is the CJ Stroud Kyler Murray matchup
1: let's get into it so yeah first half like I said Thought it was an offensive. It, it was it was fun to watch. It was a fun first half of football. It was a quick first half of football. I thought we saw a lot of what we've all been talking about throughout the week with Kyler Murray taking that step forward still, CJ Stroud doing what he's doing in that MVP race. Just really solid half of football, but then it just flipped and it went to a second half of one touchdown for both sides that combined. That's crazy.
0: Let's focus on the first half of that game. Such exciting football, such an offensive powerhouse. It was the kind of game where if you just turned it on and you weren't invested in either of the teams, you'd stick around to see what was going on because it was interesting and so back and forth and so much scoring. And Kyler, once again, looked good. He looks like he trusts that ACL. He looks like he trusts that knee. He's running outside the pocket. He's making moves. Comparing, I don't want to compare him head on to CJ Stroud because I think that's an unfair comparison for both of them. CJ Stroud's a rookie. He doesn't really use his legs that much. They run different offenses. So let's just focus on what I think Kyler did well again this game. Okay. I think in the first half, he showed... That kind of offensive prowess that we saw last week from him, which Mm -hmm. was the ability to get the ball down the field, to score, to trust his leg. He had a rushing touchdown in this game set up by a great block by Trey McBride on the goal line. And I think that if you were worried that that ACL wasn't to be trusted or you thought maybe that first game is... Not real. We can't yeah. trust it. Maybe yeah. it's just once in a blue moon kind of thing. I think today reassured you that it isn't mm-hmm. for Kyler.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree with you there. I, I, I mean, he opened up the game first drive, really, really threw in an explosive shot to pew 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 himself. Rondell Moore. I mean, Gannon had to have been doing that on the sideline when he threw that ball.
0: I would like to. Th- <laughs> I would like to think that he was. If we could get a sideline shot of Gannon from that time, I'd love to see that from him. Exactly. But I liked just seeing. Rondale Moore in the role he should be in
1: yeah, as not, wide receiver. And not near the line of scrimmage. Exactly. Incredible what can happen.
0: Put him downfield. He's quick. Yep. Let's see him beat the safety out there with him. And he did.
1: Yep. Yep. And honestly, I feel like he got more of those looks because Michael Wilson was sidelined with the shoulder end issue. That was a reported setback by ESPN's Adam Schefter at practice this past week. But yeah, you got to keep getting him in the work, getting him in that type of situation because they turned a three-play 75-yard scoring drive first play of the game. I mean, that's exactly what you want out of this team, especially under Kyler Murray. Like, that's exactly what you want to see. Three plays, 75 yards, minute and minute and a half off the play clock. I mean, that's, yeah, show us what you got, Stroud. That was exactly what they needed to do.
0: A team not notorious for the deep ball and something that fans and myself have been clamoring for a little bit more. You know, Kyler Murray's got the arm. Show it. Yep. And he did on that first drive, which set up a lot of hope for me that would later be crushed in the game, (laughs) that he could throw the deep ball and that would be available to him.
1: Yeah, so do we want to just get into that?
0: Let's jump into that. Yeah. Okay,
1: so yeah, I think that I think we can say that was part of Kyler's best part of his game was that touchdown pass to Moore, his third quarter run rushing touchdown. But yeah, like you said, there was some spots where it was clear, like, oh man, what's going on here? It went from underthrowing Hollywood Brown. One of those was a pick. I just, what? How does he underthrow his best buddy in Hollywood Brown? Regardless of his time away from the field, he still got that chemistry. He still knows that wide receiver. So that was pretty glaring. And then you just had some of those. And I said it to you before we started the podcast. He kind of took a page out of Monty Austin awesome book this week from practice because there was a lot of ducks getting thrown in that second half. A lot of ducks. And it's not it wasn't just like a little wobble. They were quacking up there.
0: And it wasn't a play calling mistake. They set, no. they set him up. For success, mm-hmm. the play call worked. That was fully on Kyler.
1: Yes. Yep. 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 It was. And and it's just you've got to be able to make those. And I know post game he said that he was the first one to say, like, offense left let the team down. And that's a good step in the right direction for Kyler. Be a leader. Don't put it on anybody specifically. Put it on I mean, put it on you, really. And But yeah, just a really, really rough showing that second half after I thought there was a lot of momentum getting built across the first two quarters of play. Turns out that was just not the case in the second half. But that's the same thing with CJ Stroud.
0: Exactly. I was going to say they had similar games in the sense that the first half of the game was, wow, let's see what CJ Stroud and Kyler Murray can do. Mm -hmm. And they showed us what they can do. The second half was basically, can somebody score? Yeah. Can anybody score?
1: And keep it away from the other team.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, CJ Stroud had three interceptions this game.
1: Mm-hmm. He had had two
0: in his first nine games. So, do we want to jump into the defense there and how the Cardinals' defense set them up to win this game?
1: Yeah, definitely. But, okay, uh, before we get into that, though, Murray finished 20 for 30, 214 yards, the, uh, the interception, the touchdown. The rushing touchdown, and then yeah, with Stroud, I mean Stroud was almost at 300 yards at the first after the first half. I mean, dude was playing out of his mind.
0: He's putting together that MVP caliber season that we've all thought he might be able to just in the past few weeks. Yeah, specifically, I'm sure that Carolina Panthers fans want to rip their hair mm-hmm. out right now with what's happening over there with Bryce Young. Yes, but CJ Stroud, the real deal.
1: But. Like you were getting to second half, he did not do very much. I mean, I think he was held under 100 yards, maybe like around 50 yards total for, and like you said, three picks all coming in the second half. And yeah, that has to give, you have to give so much credit to the defense, especially for how they got there. Because JT, Jalen Thompson, he got, oh man, talk about mistakes. Let Dalton Schultz kind of slide into the end zone there, didn't touch him. Wow. Did not expect Jalen to do that. But then he responded with the red zone interception, uh, came back. I I just He really set the tone to really turn things back around for this defense that I think everybody was like, whoa, this is going to be a a big offensive number at the end of this. But he really got the ball moving. But the big thing that happened in this game was just a a what-the-heck call. What happened?
0: I don't even know how to begin this, having watched the game and knowing – that they give the ball to the Texans, but essentially what happened is the Cardinals are kicking the ball back to the Texans,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it hits.
1: Oh it, no, no! Te- I think Texans are kicking to the
0: Texans. Cardinals. Texans yep. are kicking to the Cardinals. Yep. And it hits a player live. I did not know who it hit. I didn't know if it hit the Cardinal or the Texan player. Yep. And we watch the Texans dive on the ball while i believe
1: hamilton and starling thomas just watched
0: yes just stood around they got they could have gotten to that ball so much quicker than any other texan player and they sort of just stood there with their hands on their hips like nope let's not touch it almost as if they knew that the ball had touched the texans player
1: yep 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 so yeah oh man just a really really tough turn of events for them and yeah it's like you said, it's, it's really bang, bang. You don't really know. Even the replays, it looked like it could have hit Hamilton. It could have hit the Texans player. I think we all can agree that it looked like it hit the Texans player first. I think my initial thought was maybe it got Hamilton on the elbow because even when he came away, he was kind of holding his elbow up. But, yeah, you just, that, oh, man, that right there is just brutal. But, I mean, at that point, I, for a second, I was like, this is over. Like, they're... They're going to just run them the rest of the way, run them out the building, run them out of Texas. But the Cardinals come back and really have some strong defensive efforts. I mean, they were up in plus territory, Texans were, and the Cardinals came back and made another pick. Chris Barnes filling in who with four. Kaiser White, who don't really know exactly what's going on with him, I think is an elbow. He did not return to the game, left mid-game. Gannon didn't give too much other than just talking about how tough it is to lose a green dot caliber player like that. So we'll have to see what that is moving forward. Lucky Foto got hurt and Tony Hamilton got hurt. We'll get in that in a minute. But Chris Barnes comes away with a big interception there to keep it a one score game. The Cardinals can't score.
0: No. And the Chris Barnes interception happens on the five. So they stop the Texans from scoring in what felt like a momentum shifting play just a few plays before with the ball being deflected off of Hamilton and then they can't convert yep period the entire second half the Cardinals couldn't convert I do not have the fourth down stats in front of me but that is what felt like where they had struggles offensively was they wanted to be so aggressive and they wanted to be so strong and mm-hmm. you and you do have to be against Orion's defense oh yeah you have to be aggressive and mm-hmm. you have to be willing to take chances but how many chances after you don't execute can you take
1: yep so fourth down one for four you know where three of those came into the game you know how many picks they had in the fourth quarter or no, not the fourth you know how many turnovers they had in the fourth quarter two <laughs> they couldn't, And they couldn't score. I, I mean, they couldn't score on any of them. They couldn't score on any of the turnovers that they got.
0: No, you force turnovers towards the end of the game, just like that. How I had said earlier, you force CJ Stroud to throw three interceptions, the most he's thrown thus far in any game, and up until this point, the most in the season for him. And you get zero points yep. off of those turnovers.
1: Yep. No he- matter how good your defense is playing, if you can't, capitalize on those turnovers you're not going to win games defense wins championships but you've got to have an offense that's going to score
0: no and I don't know if I think that is more to blame with the offensive play calling going for these fourth downs instead of maybe trying for the field goal seeing if you can put some points on the board maybe that would help change the momentum in the Cardinals favor or if That sort of more aggressive play calling style maybe doesn't work for the Cardinals offense. Maybe doesn't work for Kyler. Maybe doesn't work for, you know, these deep balls, these short routes, anything like that. I Mm -hmm. had not seen them sort of switch the dial and change into that aggressive mindset of, wow, look at us. We've, We've got these turnovers. We've got these picks. Now let's go execute on the other end.
1: Yep. Yep. So, yeah, final three possessions for the Cardinals. All turnovers on downs. Obviously, the last one you got to go for it because you're down by five. But like you said, I mean, there's a couple instances there where you kick a couple field goals. Score's looking a little different. You're in a different situation at the end of the game. So it's definitely something that's got to get worked out. I feel like the defense did a great job at adjusting at halftime. The offense, I think, felt like they were fine. It, it almost looked like they wanted to keep going on the same thing. They were barely missing those, you know, passes to Hollywood and those little. Just little details weren't hitting there, but I felt like the defense did an incredible job rising to the occasion, fighting through adversity, because like you said, that was a bad call. Uh, and and again, Antonio Hamilton had a nut. He redeemed himself too. It was a lot of redemption for this defense. It was Jalen Thompson making up for that missed call or that missed uh, tackle, touch, whatever you want to call it. And then later on, Hamilton, who was dinged with that muff pump, punt call, he ends up making a pick. But then gets hurt too, so that's another guy to watch. So Lucky, Kaiser, and Hamilton. But yeah, it's just it was a weird game. I think that's that's my main takeaway. It was, it
0: was a weird game because they followed such a similar track. The Texans and the Cardinals, in the sense that the offensive the offense dominated in the first half on both sides of the ball for both teams. Yep, Cardinals dominated. Texans dominated they come back it's like every meeting in these halftime locker rooms was basically how do we stop this offense from Mm -hmm. scoring on both both teams yelling at each other how do we stop them from scoring and then they came out and it's like the offense thought okay we're doing our job and the defense really took well to whatever those halftime speeches were Mm -hmm. happening in the locker room and they went okay we're gonna stop them from scoring and that's exactly what happened
1: yeah and and I just I don't know if I give a ton of credit to the Texans defense. I think I just put more onus on Kyler not completing his throws and them just missing, flat out missing passes.
0: On one of those fourth down plays to um, one of those fourth down calls, I believe it's a fourth and five at midfield. Kyler tries to throw the ball to a wide-open Trey McBride yep. in the yep. middle of the mm-hmm. field mm-hmm. and misses him low yeah. by a yard and a half. It's not even close. And Kyler has a little bit of pressure on him at this point, but yeah. not enough to sort of disrupt your throwing motion, and he just straight-up misses him.
1: Yeah. I wrote a bold predictions or realistic predictions earlier this week, and I'm going to tell you right now. it Not a lot hit but they were close to hitting. Kyler should have had 3 touchdowns. Two of those should have been to Hollywood Brown. He he had wide open look, looks to him. And it's just Trey McBride probably could have topped 100 if he had the ball more where he could catch it and run. It's just that's what it came down to and and it's yeah. That's just it, it's it's a it's a big step back for Kyler. I mean, it's the rust I I guess and I guess sorry, I'm not not trying to cut you off, but I guess it's like the rust factor. We all thought, okay, that first week, okay, cool. However he comes out of that The next week's going to be better just because it's the rest factor. But then you get it's almost like it got delayed a week. And it's like, whoa, this isn't this is not the same thing we saw last week.
0: No. And what's concerning is the Falcons have a better defense than the Texans defense came out there in the first half of the game. And what we know the Cardinals can do. Throw the ball to Trey McBride and execute. Throw a deep ball to Rondell Moore. Throw a deep ball to Hollywood. We all know Kyler and Hollywood's connection. We know that there are those opportunities. Maybe those short slant passes every once in a while to Trey McBride to just pick up that first down. Mm -hmm. All those things that they executed well against the Falcons last week in Kyler's first game back felt like they forgot all of that. Yep. this game and they went to a completely different style of play and when they needed to get that first down they needed to you know execute on fourth down it felt like they'd forgotten all the things they'd done last week and went to something totally different that did not work for Kyler
1: yeah yep it, ugh, yeah just a rough 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 put together I, I and it's like it's not just the player suits like we said earlier it's some of that was coaching like again maybe kick a field goal different outcomes could happen. Yeah, <laughs> just that's the yeah that's the thing and, it, and it's going to be really interesting to see how they bounce back it's gonna be interesting to talk to Kyler on Wednesday to see how he really feels about it after looking at the tape and yeah so yeah 21-16 Cardinals fall to the Texans week 11 draft implications were everywhere on this game though everywhere so I guess no matter how you look at it, it's kind of a uh, kind of hurts you for the Texans pick, but helps you for your own pick.
0: It was a win-win or a loss-loss for the Cardinals, depending on what happened side in you this you wanted game. to happen
1: more? Yes. <laughs> okay, but before we wrap this one up, because I feel like we have covered a lot of the offense and defense, I got to give a shout out to Greg Dortch for making a couple of big blocks today. That guy stepped in, stepped in and did something. They actually put him in the offense, and he did something, not just catch passes.
0: I liked, they actually put him, I liked your line, they actually they put actually him in the They actually put offense. him in the office. They did. Yeah.
1: Like he will have, I'm going to guarantee you guys, he's going to have a season high in snaps this week. As he should. As he should. Yeah. And it shouldn't be a season that. high at this point. No. Craig Dortch deserves to be, he deserves to get more looks. Is he the best player, best receiver on the team? No. Deserves more looks. Dude is a, dude is a grinder.
0: Especially while you have Zach Ertz and Michael Wilson
1: out. And Zach Pascal. They don't back. have any tall guys. I mean, I, I thought Elijah Higgins was going to get a little more work as a wide receiver, and he did. He played more snaps than I think he has, but it was still like, whoa, there's not very many big guys out there.
0: And they didn't use James Connor as much as a passing back as I mm-hmm. thought they would with his return. Also, um, we didn't discuss this beforehand, but now thinking about it, why do you think that they almost split carries between Connor and Jones today? It felt like watching the game... They
1: split snaps you mean yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't Jones, know why. Jones basically took over Demarcado's role third down pass protection guy And he had some more than that too, but yeah, it's it's interesting I, I don't think they want to have Connor do everything and I think Jones is doing enough to where he can stay in that role but I also do want to see Michael Carter get in there next week or Demarcado come back and do something because they could get a boost there but Tony Jones, he not doing a lot. But when he gets the ball, he's usually moving forward, and you can't say that a lot with a handful of the running backs in that room, especially Keontae Ingram, which I don't think I saw much of anything of him today.
0: No, the running back room is packed, and every single game it seems like they pick two and they go, okay, let's see.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's like, that's this week. Connor, fourteen carries, sixty-two yards. Murray, seven carries, fifty-one yards in the touchdown. Tony Jones Jr., one carry, 10 yards. Rondell Moore, two carries, six yards. Marquise Brown, one carry, minus six yards. So yeah, it's it's pick two and, and see what happens. So yeah, running game is, I don't think it's terrible, but I think it's missing something there.
0: It's, it's missing a punch that I thought James Connor's would, return would bring, mm-hmm. and it hasn't.
1: Yep, yep, still waiting for Connor to have that big game. He's still getting the carries. I mean, he had 14 today, I think he had like 18 maybe last week so he's still getting double digit carries it's just and it's a four four like nearly four and a half average not terrible but it's not that oh whoa that's James Conner
0: and you expect a little bit more from James Conner at being your RB1
1: yes absolutely all right so that leads us to our next conversation there's a couple of rookies that face each other today Will Anderson and Paris Johnson Jr. at one point the Cardinals could have taken Will Anderson in the draft but Monty Whelan deal, moved off that third pick, went down, came back up, ended up making it all happen to get Paris Johnson, whereas the Texans got Stroud at two, came back, got Will Anderson at three. You got to see them all together on the field today. And I'm just going to say it straight away. What do you think? Actually, let me give you a little bit of info first. According to Aaron Wilson, who covers the Texans, rookie Will Anderson had a sack in seven pressures in 24 matchups for 29.2% pressure rate against the Cardinals, Paris Johnson. Anderson led all rookies with 40 leads all rookies with 43 pressures this season per next gen stats. Shout out to Aaron Wilson for giving us that stat. So given the Cardinals pass rushing, I guess issues you could say, would you have rather seen the Cardinals? I guess hindsight's 2020, would you rather see the Cardinals take Will Anderson at three? Or do you like that they did what they did and got Paris Johnson, plus the first round pick for this upcoming year?
0: True. Do I have buyer's remorse? No. Okay. Because Kyler coming back from that ACL injury, which you knew at the time of the draft, he had been injured and that he was going to have to rehab and come back at some point this year. We didn't know that it would be at this point in the season or how late or how early it would be, but he's back now. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the reason that you take Paris Johnson Jr. is two things. First thing is you need somebody to help him up at the line. You have a quarterback. You don't know how he's going to come back from that ACL rehab, and you need to give him as much time to throw the ball as possible. I think in general, the Cardinals do a pretty good job of giving Kyler time in the pocket to get rid of the ball. If anything, I think Kyler tends to leave the pocket a little bit too early and opt for the run. So I think taking Paris was important so that you had options with Kyler Murray. Also, I don't know who reported it at the time, but right around the draft, Kyler Murray went to the Cardinals front office and said, I want you to take Paris. Yep. I want him to be part of this team. And there was sort of an interesting debate on, do you listen to Kyler and are Kyler in the front office in agreement? Mm -hmm. And they ended up taking Paris. And I think that was the Cardinals front office further cementing their commitment in Kyler Murray and his growth. Yep. And I think that even though Will Anderson is doing some incredible things with the Texans as we saw today and as that stat indicates, I still would go with Paris in the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. I think at the end of the day, that's exactly you want everybody to be in lockstep. And I think everybody was in lockstep with going with Paris Johnson even Kyler Murray and I mean you could see it when they when they came and introduced Paris at the training facility I mean Kyler dapped him up like 5 times it felt like through that 1 minute of video so that alone just building that kind of morale from a one draft pick from a guy who's never played NFL football it can go a long way and I think you're seeing that because even the guys in the off in the in the locker room the offensive linemen they're all saying like yeah he's not really a rookie he's He's doing his thing and he can be an a-hole even though he's a pretty nice guy to everybody but he can be an a-hole when he puts the helmet on and he's doing a great job. Obviously he's had a couple of weeks where it's he's kind of regressed a little bit but at the same time I think overall it's been a really solid first year for him and there's never been a point of you need to bench him. And that's the big thing. First rounders you got to play right away. But for them for any nobody has talked about benching Paris Johnson and they won't. They won't. He's playing too good a football. And I don't even think he's, he might not even miss a snap yet.
0: No, and he's your best rookie, which he should be for your number one pick but sometimes things happen. People mm-hmm. transition to the NFL differently. And I think he's been unanimously the best rookie for the Cardinals. Have some rookies so far had standout performances? Yes, Garrett Williams had a standout performance. Last week, B.J. O'Jolari had a standout oh, performance. Yeah, BJ for sure. But in general, Paris has been...
1: Consistent.
0: Exactly. But
1: it's been consistent to the point where you get forgotten.
0: Yes, because Because now it's expected. Yeah, now it's expected. Mm -hmm. You showed us what you can do. You keep showing us what you can do, and now we expect that you be the lineman that maybe looks like he's been in the league for a few years. Yep, knows how to perform, and I think that that's exactly what Paris has been doing.
1: And if we're looking at it, Will Anderson and B.J. Cholari have the same amount of sacks, and obviously sacks aren't the big thing there, but that's.
0: But that's your concern with the pass rush. Yeah. If you have questions about the Cardinals pass rush, it's being able to apply pressure Mm -hmm. and getting in on those sacks. Yep. And they have equal number of sacks. So they are getting pressure. They are getting in on the quarterback,
1: Mm -hmm. or at least
0: B.J. O'Gillari is. They're getting
1: close. Yeah. 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 So that's, yeah, I think across the board, Paris Johnson still, I, I think for both sides, even though when I... Was doing all the draft prep. I thought Will Anderson would have been a huge addition to the Cardinals just because defensive minded head coach. They, I mean, emphasis on the defense. It's been offense, offense, offense with Cliff. JG comes in, you think defense right away, mold the guy how you want him, almost like bringing in Kaiser White. You get the guy that you want and you have him stick with you throughout your career. And that's what I kind of felt with Will Anderson. But Yeah, I just, I I think Paris Johnson's doing everything that they're asking of him and more. I even asked Gannon this, I think like a month ago of just, has he exceeded expectations? He's like, no, he's met everything. And he goes, oh, but you know, off the field, yeah, he's done more than I thought. So that's the side that I'm really interested in getting to see more on. I'm hoping to get a a profile on him later this year just because he's going to be the guy. He is going to be that anchor for the offensive line for this team for years to come. And he's got a great story. I mean, his dad played for the Cardinals. Uh, I believe his mom and CJ Stroud's mom did a podcast recently about just their journeys. So that's really cool. I want to check that out. If you can, go check that out for sure. Uh, So really good stuff there. Just a little extra tidbit for you on Paris Johnson. But yeah, I think he's doing everything right. I think he's going to be a captain shortly.
0: He's got a very promising future with the Cardinals, and he's shown that this entire year. I mean, there's still a lot of games left to be played, and I expect exactly the same thing we've seen from him so far this season. We maybe don't mention his name a lot on this podcast, but like you said, I think that's because of the consistency and the expectations that he's just going to be great, and now we all think, okay. He's great. So if we were ever even to bring his name up on this podcast in any capacity, I think it would probably Mm -hmm. be negative because our expectations are already set so high.
1: I was just going to say, offensive linemen, the key to their success is when they don't get talked about. When they get talked about, it's usually not for good things. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. So with that, guys, I think we're going to wrap this thing up. 21 16 Cardinals fall to the Texans in week 11. Kyler Murray started out hot, so did CJ Stroud, but in the second half, both kind of fell off. And despite a really solid effort from the Cardinals defense, making up for a lot of adversity on a muffed punt call that probably wasn't a muffed punt call, they couldn't get it done. Bummer for Arizona. Tough one, definitely one that got away. Could have been three and eight instead, they're two and nine. And man, Just a rough one again. Kyler Murray took a step back. But luckily, there's another week of football. Actually, a lot more weeks of football still. And we will be with you this whole rest of the way. So be sure to follow Colville underscore Lauren on social media. That would be Lauren Colville if you needed to have a refresher on that. You can follow me at T Drake for sports. You can follow the Cardinals Corner Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now at AZ Cards Corner. Again, Cardinals fall 21-16 to the Texans, but next week they get an NFC West battle against the Rams at home, and we will be here to talk about it it all. But until then, everybody, I know it's rough. I know you might not be feeling that warm and fuzzy feeling you did after last week and Kyler Murray's debut, but there's still football to be had, and there's still some wins that could potentially be on the board for this Arizona Cardinals team. So... Just promise me you'll enjoy football. We'll talk to you next time.